Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. Telling true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. This is my advice to you. And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, go Bros. I want to welcome today Mr. James Aduna. James, welcome to the GoBundance Podcast. Thanks, Sarah Pat. Thanks for having me. Hey, James, as we always do, let's start out by kind of giving like a three-minute life story of yourself. Uh, tell me about the day you're born till today in a couple of minutes. All right. All right. Well, I was born uh, in the Philippines, and really my parents um, you know, came out here, made a home for us out here, and I, I left there when I was, gosh, I want to say I was about four and a half, five years old. And um, we settled in New York, New Jersey. And um, I lived in New York, New Jersey, probably until um, high school. I went off to college. But during uh, my high school days there, I focused a lot on, on sports. I, I lettered in um, both uh, baseball, basketball, and football. So, yeah, I was actually captain of the football team, captain of the baseball team during that time. And then went off, went off to college. Played baseball and football for college as well and up in Rhode Island. And I was, um, my claim to fame up there, I was the only Filipino in an all-Jewish fraternity. So, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> so it was ZBT fraternity there. I was the social chairman, actually. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, good time of, uh, good times up there. And um, I focused on business and marketing during that time. And uh, after graduation, I worked for the university for about a year and helped recruit uh, new students there and then moved out to Hawaii. I spent about three and a half years in Hawaii and uh, got involved in insurance uh, sales. And by the time I was about 27, I, I was a regional manager for an insurance uh, company called uh, Combined Insurance, which is uh, an Aon risk company out of Chicago. And I, I managed um, most of the islands except Molokai and I uh, forgot the other island. But yeah, I managed most of the islands out there. And then I just got you know, kind of uh, you know, island fever, as they say, and uh, moved to the West Coast or the mainland, uh, California. I stayed in San Francisco for a number of years, over 15 years. Got involved in technology out there. 
you know, during the tech boom was great, but then when the dot-com bust came, it really ravaged the area, including most of the jobs out there. So I, I transferred from, um, from technology uh, and did a small stint in real estate. Actually, my cousin and I went into business in, um, in uh, land development. And um, I did an um, entitlement about 70 acres of land industrial. Had it sold to Opus West. It took us about six months. And uh, it's a pretty fair, it was a pretty uh, large deal at that time. But uh, one big learning lesson for me is uh, never to be greedy with, you know, your deals there. I was greedy. And, um, you know, that's when the real estate market collapsed on us. And uh, we can talk about that a little bit more. And I think that'll be valuable for some of the GoBros with, you know, regardless what type of um, real estate you're in. Uh, I learned a lot on that particular deal. And then from there, I stayed in real estate and investing, and, but went into medical sales and biotech. And that's what I've been doing for a little bit over 10 years now. I focus mostly on tissue regeneration stem cells, and I sell to hospitals, clinics, that nature in Southern California. So that's where I reside now. I've been here for about four years and still invest in real estate. I have about 15 properties now in mostly Memphis and Arkansas. Uh, I am in a syndication with another GoBro in, in Virginia. And I just landed uh, a 12plex in uh, Memphis, partnered with another GoBro on that. And, uh, and here I am today with you there, Pat. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I got, a, I got a bunch of questions. All right. So first of all, are you married? Do you have kids? What's your family situation? Uh, no, I have a, a girlfriend, a girlfriend with a dog. That's what I have okay. right now. <laughs> so that's, I guess you can call that a kid. If, if uh, some people have dogs, you know what step I'm talking kid, about. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> my step, step dog. <laughs> that whines in the middle of the night that I have to take out uh, usually at 12 <laughs> midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're, they're a handful. All right, cool. So not very interesting. So first of all, okay. So you specialize in stem cells selling stem cell therapy to uh, doctors. Now, do you work for, like, who do you work for uh, the, the lab that prepares the stem cells or how does that work? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Pat. So I work with, uh, it's called Medline Industries. So they're one of the largest privately held uh, distributors for, me uh, for all kinds of medical products. And they actually recruited me out of a different company uh, years back to start a division down in Southern California that focus on, focuses on tissue regeneration. Medline is, is known just for distribu you know, distribution alone. So they wanted to get in to throw their hat into more of a, a tissue regeneration product because they have the money to do it. You know, they're privately held. They're, they're about a, a $20 billion uh, in revenues a year. And it's a one family that owns the company and they're out of Chicago and uh, focusing really on mostly uh, tissue regeneration with hospitals and clinics out here. Did I answer your question there or I'm not sure if I... Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You, you know, it's funny because my, my GoPod, one of my GoPods, I mean two, met in St. Augustine, Florida and Jim Shields uh, has a, a stem cell doctor. And I didn't do them because I didn't feel like I, I was hurting enough and I wanted to watch them do it first. But uh, Saul Z got 
one in each, two in his back, his lower back, and then Jim got one in each knee, and then Jim uh, also got Jim also got the, uh, the 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 bag, the like IV bag, which was just full of the the stem cells that go everywhere. So, what are you seeing seeing with stem cells? What are your thoughts on this? And the jury's not out on them, by the way. That was a, that was less than a month ago. So, I'm waiting to, to hear how how they're doing. Yeah, well, you know, st stem cells have so many different ways you could use them, you know, and I think the one you're talking about is more mostly for orthopedics, you know, mm -hmm. it's for, for like joints, uh, you know, like my mother had stem cells at one point before he, she got her knees operated and it, it was because of the, you know, the, her knees were basically lost all her cartilage. So stem cells therapy was used to do to keep it more, fluid, if you will, the ones that I focus on is mesenchymal stem cells. So what those are, you know, they're extracted from humans, mostly mesenchymal stem cells, and we take it and use it for wound care. So any people that a person that has chronic or acute wounds, meaning from an accident, or if you're a diabetic, and you have an ulcer, it's harder to heal. Um, we put stem cells on top of that using a stem cell gun. So what it does is go underneath your adipose tissue, extracts the stem cells, and sprays it right onto the wound. We also have another product that's it's hyaluronic acid. Most women know that because they put it on their face. And we take that hyaluronic acid and make it to more of like a, um, like a cotton format and place it on the wound as well. What that does is basically attract the living cells, the human living cells that you have in your body, Pat, and helps it regenerate that much faster. Okay, typically it doesn't, it takes about a year or even longer for your body to heal itself. By using these products, right, it, it jumpstarts basically the healing process. And it does it in a safe, you know, controlled manner. That's fascinating, very interesting. Okay, and how's business? It's very, very good. I, I'm very blessed, I'm very, grateful for the, you know, the industry I'm in, especially during these times, Pat, but it could have been, been better. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm doing very well with it. And so, um, yeah, I couldn't have picked a better industry to be in at this time. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's, uh, this, this, uh, doctor who, who we went and saw, you know, that's pretty much a, a lot of what she does. You know, it's probably, I I'm guessing, but it's probably half of what she does. She says very busy with it. What type of uh, doctor is she? Do you know, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what she was trained in. All I can tell you was what she, where she was making her money was in, you know, stem cells and the everything that goes with that. The cool sculpting and the yep. testosterone. Oh, uh, she's probably a plastic surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think she was. Yeah, yeah. You could use this type of therapy really from head to toe. I, you know, I work with um, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, general surgeons, even like oral surgeons would use this and help regenerate, you know, gums, right? And tissue within inside the mouth as well. And so there's just so many different ways to use it. But um, I'm very lucky because, you know, even in this world today, the, you know, the COVID world, it's still uh, being used quite frequently because, you know, it, it's needed. So. Well, it must work, right? Or else, you know, all these people wouldn't be using it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, some, uh, it's, uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's interesting stuff. I appreciate you sharing. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about the, 
Let's go back, actually, to the 70 acres. What happened? Woo, what happened there? It's, it still <laughs> gives me goosebumps there. <laughs> so this is in between my technology and um, medical sales careers. So what, what year was it? Gosh, what year? I think it was, if I can think about it, it was, I want to say it's, it was between 2007 and 2000, yeah, 2007 to 2010 was that, was those mm. years. And um, you know what happened during that time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so when you got greedy, did you, was that just because you, uh, what could you have done that wouldn't have been greedy? Uh, is, is it just that you waited too long? Could you have act faster, acted faster because you didn't know that it, it was going to go down? And, and what happened? Did you end up, you know, uh, let, letting the loan go on it or just selling it for less? Or No, so yeah, so what happened in short, entitled the property, uh, it was 70 acres, entitled to, to five different parcels, right? All the, all the utilities was to the, the site. So that was great. It was close to the airport. There was a lot of development happening there. Literally, it took me six months to actually have some eyes on it, which was Opus West. At that time, it was the largest uh, industrial developer in the area. We had a deal going. It, they, they gave us, you know, they're doing their due diligence. We had a PSA, um, but it was really between $1.50 a square foot that I didn't want to give up, right, in terms of commissions. So wow. I, I think I would have given up maybe 300000 in commissions then, mm. but the return was so much more. And um, it was really just being hard-headed, Pat. I, I kind of, I didn't, you know, I, I thought it was worth what it was worth. The seller, I mean, the, the buyer obviously didn't. We were in the standstill. And then that's when the, the ball dropped on us. And you know what happened after that. And um, at that time, yeah, there was, you couldn't do anything at that point just to save it, you know, because no one was buying property after the uh, real estate, you know, crash happened. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Did you, did you lose it all? Did you sell no, it? No, you know, I had a, a smaller stake in it, so the, the, the owner with the larger stake um, ended up buying us out. And um, yeah, and I just walked away with the, my tail between my legs. And, um, you know, there's a lot of money on my part at that time. Uh, but it was the biggest, it was the best learning lesson that I could have had because I was, I was such a big risk taker back then. And I also learned, you know, that you don't have to win all the time. You know, you, you, could, you, you can lose some of your commission and still come ahead. And I learned that. Um, moving forward. And that's kind of, I look at my business now as, you know, just having a win-win scenario on both ends. So. Yeah. It's hard, man. I mean, you know, I was talking to my broker, my financial broker this morning and uh, about a stock that I sold about half of it when it was peaking. And, and, and he told me to sell the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, man, it's going, it's going to keep going, but I'll appease you, but I know I'm going to regret it. And a and of course, I didn't regret it. I regretted not listening to him. I told him it was my <laughs> biggest mistake of 2020 was not listening to him. 
And uh, anyways, I think it's common, right? When things are going good, human nature is to think that they'll continue to go good or get better. When things are going bad, human nature is to think they're going to continue to go bad or get worse. And it's, it's very hard to contrast that. So, Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was a really difficult, difficult time for me, Pat. Honestly, I'd even tell you this either. Like, I also owned a condo at that time, too. My first quote-unquote investment, I lost that, too, on a short sale, you know? And the big learning experience there was I didn't have reserves. So not having reserves and, and you're flying by the skin of your teeth there, now every property I have, I, I have at least eight months to 12 months of reserves on every investment that I have. But if yeah. had that not happened, it would have taken me a couple of years down the road to, um, to figure that out as well. So I think every, like every you know, person, every GoBro too have, has gone through stuff like that, but it made him a better person, a better man, you know, better investor. Right, right. Yeah, very interesting. And it's going to be interesting too to see what, you know, what and when you know, uh, happens this time around. I mean, that's, uh, I, you know, it's going to be very interesting, but who knows? All you can do is make decisions for today that are good today, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so let's move on to some one-sheet question here. Tell me about your horizontal income. Yeah, so so my horizontal income, let me get my one-sheet out here. I have... Yeah, no problem. Okay, just redid it for just for you, Pat. <laughs> Thanks. Good. Good. So my horizontal income, my goal this year was fifty thousand. I ended up with a little bit over forty thousand from a horizontal income standpoint, and that's mostly for my investment properties. And then, uh, did you ask for a vertical or no? Not yet. Yeah, sure. What's vertical? And then the vertical income is um, year to date is two hundred eighty-six thousand on the vertical. Okay. Uh, for a total gross income of 326000 Okay, beautiful. And uh, so what percentage is that for you? From financial freedom percentage or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a 37%. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what about your uh, debt ratio? I like to call it D2NW, your debt to net worth. Oh, yeah, yeah. The amount yeah, of money you owe compared to your full net worth. Yeah, recourse so my, debt, by the way, all recourse. All recourse, yeah. So my recourse debt, so it's an eighty-three percenter on that one. Debt to okay. uh, income. Yep. All right. Debt to debt. Right. Debt to net worth. Yeah. Debt to net worth. Yep. Yep. Eighty-three percent. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. And is pretty much all your net worth in real estate, or do you do you have other uh, investments? Yeah, you know, I, I was lucky enough. I got Tesla at uh, 180 several years ago, and I just kept on oh, riding wow. the wave there. Yep, I have. Still haven't years. sold. Still haven't sold. Nope. Nope. Okay, so maybe, maybe you should. Um, yeah, I might buy a house get. with it. <laughs> you know, I'd sell January. I'd, I'd wait like I'd sell on January first. Take the oh, tax really? game for next year. I, I know a lot of people that are shorting it. I mean, no, I don't want to say they're still, they're still shorting the stock. Really, dude, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. like now it's like valued at, at at more than like almost all the other car car companies combined. It is. It actually is valued more than all of them combined. It, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I think there, there there is there's a lot of you know there's a, a lot of ideas with Tesla because it's just not a car company. 
You know, it, it's really they're they're building an infrastructure for for you know electricity moving forward. You know, my 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 cousin's actually in in land development sales, and uh, what their company does is sell raw land in the path of growth. And a lot of these companies, like Tesla, is buying the land out there just to connect to PG and E, right? Mm. So to replace eventually the utility companies. That's kind of what's happening with with Tesla, at least what I see happening. So I don't know. I, I think I'm a, I'm bullish on that stock. Mm. <laughs> Remember the lesson we just discussed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I would at least say I don't know how much you have, but I'd at least. Uh take a significant amount I, I would cash out on some for sure man because <laughs> it's just it's just insane the way it's gone up this year and no, you I listen agree. to a lot of these podcasts of these financial guys they're like there's just no way that that thing is uh, worth what everybody's paying for it so but anyways let's let's yeah. move on to health all right how much do you weigh james uh i weigh 168 oh okay good what's your body fat uh 12 percent Nice. Very good. And, and so let's talk about how you got there. Like, uh, what's your diet like? Yeah, I, I've been doing a, um, a pescatarian diet since, oh. gosh, since probably the late 90s. Um, wow. Frankly, Pat. And I have to I thank my roommate at that time. I was living uh, in Hawaii and he was a vegan. And uh, I still ate, ate meat at that time. And um, I decided to kind of change my diet to pescatarian. And um, yeah, I've have had that diet ever since. Now, now that's not like the only reason why I am fit the way I am. It's it's really diet and exercise. So I, I exercise probably five days a week with a combination of you know yoga, meditation, weights, running. I belong to a run club out here as well. Yeah, so that's kind of what I do. Wow, that's good stuff, man. I love it. You know, I mean, you're doing it all. You're working all. You're working all your muscles. You're doing your flexibility. You're doing your cardio. You're doing your strength. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's paying off, right? It's obviously paid off. Yeah, right, no, so, I'm very grateful for that. Good for you. All right, so let's move on to pillar number three: authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. Your mom and dad still alive? Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, um, both mom and dad are still alive. Yeah, and they're out in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. You have siblings? Yeah. My, uh, well, my sister passed when I was in, in college, but my brother, mm -hmm. he's still around and it's my brother and I right now. Yeah. And he's out okay. back in the East Coast in New Jersey. All right. All right. Good. And uh, so, James, like if you died today, who would be your pallbearers? Oh, wow. That's a good question. So it'd definitely be my best friend, Mark. He's up in Northern California. He was my roommate out in Hawaii. It would be my my good friend, who's always my best friend. Also, I can I consider him Billy, and he's up in Northern California. I've known him since the fourth grade. I would definitely say it would be my cousin Rob. I've you know I've been best friends with him pretty much all my life. Who else? Who else? Probably one of my physician friends that, I, that I'm, I'm close with here. I don't know how many pallbearers you want me to. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. Right. I, can, I can kind of go on, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a few guys. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So you definitely are are keeping some authentic relationships for for sure. What about your life happiness index score? Where are you ranking uh, the cumulative right now? 
Yeah, I have it down here. So uh, 9.18 I got. Wow. Very yeah. good, dude. That's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Uh, uh, that's that's one of the higher ones I've heard. So good oh, for you. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to pillar four, genuine contribution. Uh, well, there it is. I lack on that, Pat. I, I'll be oh, honest boy. with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's bringing me down. I, I know I could put more in, and I just, you know, decided on uh, moving forward to start, you know, working more with um, with Tim on his you know, his, um, you know, one life fully lived. Sure. Yeah. Do that. I want to contribute more to one life fully lived. And I also uh, contribute to a place called the giving spirit here in LA. Mm, which tell me about helps, that. Well, yeah, it, it helps the homeless out mostly in the skid row area. I like to give both my time and my money there um, because I think it's a great cause this year. We we're not able to go out. It's, it's, so what we do is basically fill these, these, uh, these bags with food, first aid, um, books, things of that nature to homeless people out in the skid row, uh, you know, a couple times a year, but more so during the holidays. And um, I think it's just a great cause. Both It goes to both men and women, uh, women and unfortunately some children as well. And it was started by uh, a guy who did very well in technology, and now he's retired and has been doing this, I think, for close to 15 years. But, um, yeah, I want to give more of my time and money to them, and as I mentioned, one life to live. That's great. That's great. Is Skid Row, like, safe? Like, I, I, I remember, and one of my bucket list items, and I don't know why I put this on there, was, uh, you know, was to spend a night camping on Skid Row. Uh, but I've never been to Skid Row. Uh, is, is it safe to do that? or, or, or... So <laughs> that's interesting you ask that. So when I first came down here, Pat, I, I'm like, you know, what's this, this Skid Row all about? It can't be that bad. And I drove through it. And um, you've probably seen the movie Blade Runner, right? Yeah. Harrison Ford, the, the original one. Yeah. So it pretty much looks like that. It looks like... Um, like if we had World War III and a bomb detonated right in LA and you, and there's some survivors there that literally looks like Skid Row. It looks, it, it's, it's hard to, it's really hard to imagine people live like that, but it's, it's, I don't know if it's, you could stay there overnight, Pat. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's probably not, it's not even safe during the day, to be honest with you. The reason why I do do it, I still do it is because we have a, a group of people go down there so, together so there's safety and security in that yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely all right so let's let's talk about extreme accountability the fifth pillar uh are you in a go pod james yeah i'm in two go pods uh one locally here the la go pod which is i think is a great go pod it's been around for a long time and then i have one that's a national uh go pod so um that's probably the most i could fit in my schedule but um they, they've been great, you know, just accountability. And, you know, we talk about a lot of different things from life to health to, you know, obviously real estate. So, yeah, that's great. Good stuff. I'm glad you're in too. Um, you know, it's, I was just talking with somebody, a new member I was just talking to the other day. It's, it's from your area, but uh, I, I, I'll think of it, you know, as soon as we hang up, I'm sure. But I'll have to connect them with, uh, with, your, with your LA GoPod. Yeah, absolutely. 
And you know, one thing I, I want to mention too might be valuable for the for the new guys is when I first started with GoBundance a year ago, I, I went out and, and called a lot of different GoBros to introduce myself. And that's kind of how I started with some authentic relationships as well within within the group. So I encourage anybody new uh, to our tribe to to reach out to folks. I think that's great advice. And if you're listening, there's you know you could go into the portal and get all the information, and you could get uh, people's people's occupations, where they are from, all that information is right there in the portal that you could just grab and, and call, or you could do like uh, what is his name, Nick? I think Will. Will. Yeah, thanks. Well, yeah, he just called yeah. every single one. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 must call like two or three a day just to be able to connect to, <laughs> to every single one. Yeah, he's in my GoPod. Yeah, he he okay, pretty much yeah. called two or three a day. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I, I hey man, I think hey, where, where did he get that? Where did he get that from? Him and I had a conversation on that. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's uh, let's talk about your business goals and what's your biggest business goal uh, for next year, twenty twenty one. So for me, on the on the real estate side, I want to have accumulate uh, thirty more doors next mm. year. So right now, I'm at twelve with another GoBro, and uh, yeah, I, I want to focus on that. And as uh, for my medical sales side. Uh, I want to focus on uh, being another top 5% finisher for, for next year. I, I finished fourth in the company this year. And I want to, my goal was to wow. fi finish top three. That's great. Uh, how, out of how many? Gosh, just in our division alone, there's about 6,000 reps. But in our division alone, there's maybe, I want to say, gosh, maybe 200 in our, in okay. our division. Yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. So what about personal goal? Give me a personal goal. Um, you know what? I'd like to get married, you know, hopefully to the woman I'm, I'm dating now. And um, if not, have a strong commitment and live with each other at, this, at that point, at some point during the year. Right now, we live separately, but we just started. I would say we're, we're down about five months right now. So still, I guess, feeling one another out, so to speak. Um, yeah. Things are going very well. So, um, yeah. Good. Have that. Good stuff. All right. Perfect. Two great goals. Two awesome goals. Thank you. Uh, all right. So let's move on to Pillar 6, Bucket List Adventures. Let's talk about your greatest hits. So everybody has a greatest hits yeah. album. So yeah. far <laughs> in your life, uh, you've had greatest hits. And in the future, you're going to have greatest hits. What would you say your three greatest hits have been so far in your life, James? Gosh, my first greatest hits I would have to say is um, doing um, going to Pamplona, Spain, and running with the Bulls. Nice, classic. Yeah, that's that's one of the like that's just the most amazing experience. If anybody has the chance to do that, that was just unbelievable. And then the other one was I've been writing this down. I would say completing my first try. I've done several tries since then, but the first one's always been the best. I did that in Northern California several years ago. And then my third one, I would have to say, you know, taking my mom and aunt to um, all expenses trip to uh, Bordeaux, France, and um, going to different wineries there. And um, yeah, uh, spending time with them uh, was just amazing. Yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, give, give me three that you're going to do in the future. Three that I want to do in the future. Let's see. What did I write down here? Uh, number one, obviously marriage. Uh, number two, travel around the world for three months. And then number three, um, having a, a, a passive income of $50,000 a month. Oh. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. What, 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 do you, what would you say if you had to pick one thing, James? What are you obsessed with? Gosh, I would have to say off the top of my head is real estate. Really, right now, I'm very obsessed with the, the whole uh, process of looking at properties and breaking it down, negotiations, working with different lenders. Yeah, I'm just uh, different ways to invest in real estate. And, uh, you know, the Go Bundus has been great you know, for that for me. Uh, but that's currently what I'm obsessed about. All right. That, uh, I love it. You got to... You got to love that. Well, how about we wrap this up with a, a spin of the GoBundance app and get a question from the deck of cards. Okay. All right. James Aduna, what is something that you don't give yourself enough credit for? Gosh, what don't I give enough credit for? Oh, gosh. I think what I have to say with that would be really is, is just the, um, the perseverance and grit that I've had through the years, you know, from taking myself from a certain point in life to, to, you know, growing every, every year, every, you know, every week, I just, I'm just kind of, uh, at times, sometimes I focus, focus on just doing the day-to-day -day activities without, you know, taking the time to, to stop and smell the roses sometimes. So yeah, I would have to say that. Okay. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> Yeah, I imagine a lot of us fall into that uh, category for sure. Yeah, so I really need to take time to do that, which um, especially this time of year, you know, this year we've had, it's, um, it's been really uh, a grateful year for me, but a lot of people have suffered through it and, um, you know, taking the time and just to meditate to that and say, wow, you've, you've had an amazing year considering. So, yeah, I'm taking a trip uh, with my girlfriend at the end of the year here, uh, we're going to Mexico, and that's you know it's going to be great for us to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good. Well, James, this has been great catching up, buddy. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, sharing some one sheet answers with everybody. And uh, I look forward to uh, breaking some bread with you face to face in the near future. Yeah, thanks, just the same, Pat. And look forward to doing that soon. In life, to be honest. I failed as much as I've succeeded, but I love my wife, I love my life, and I wish you my kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can take